You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and, Nick, we, we just broke down the entire defense, how they're going to uh, hold the Chiefs scoreless on, on Sunday. Uh, and uh, now we got to see how can this Broncos offense put some points on the board. And uh, obviously that's been a tough task for the Broncos all year, uh, no matter who they're facing. Uh, this Chiefs defense, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a decent defense, right? Like they're, they're not going to blow you away. Uh, you know, statistically at times, I don't think I, I haven't looked at the stats exactly, but uh, they're they're a solid group. They've got some good players. Chris Jones, Nick Bolton is playing really well at linebacker for them. What do you see on this Chiefs defense that, that stands out to you and maybe where the Broncos can attack them? Well, the one thing that I, I saw uh, last week and uh, in the game against the Cincinnati Bengals, which was extraordinary, you had backup running backs, Marjorie P. Ryan in for Joe Mixon. And, man, he was a downhill runner. Even with the outside toss, I mean, this dude was looking to run into another guy defensively. He's what I call the collision back because those types of guys, they're looking for contact. And he was able to run through one guy, two guys. Just kind of reminded me of what Javante Williams was early on in the season. So with that being said, it gave me a little optimism that maybe Latavius Murray can be that guy. Maybe Marlon Mack. Maybe even Mike Boone can be that guy if the team decides to put them in those types of situations. Because against this this against uh, this Kansas City Chiefs defense, they're going to come after the quarterback. And what Joe Burrow did is something that I would love to see from Russell Wilson this week is he's going to have to climb the pocket. And the pressure was coming outside, but what the Chiefs pass rushers were doing, they, they were running too wide. And they were creating somewhat of a crease where the quarterback can actually step up and throw the ball. And there was a couple of times Joe Burrow actually took off and ran the ball as well. So Russell is going to have to do that. To say that he's not going to be harassed uh, under pressure, to me, I would love to say that, but that's not going to happen. That pressure is going to come. So he's going to have to step up in the pocket. But the idea, that offensive line will have to open up holes and be a little aggressive probably more so than they were uh, any time this season. But if they do, I mean, Latavius Murray and the backs for the Broncos should have some good games. Yeah, you know, when, when you talked about Samaj P. Ryan, which shout out Oklahoma guy, uh, great player uh, at Oklahoma. I remember watching him play in college. But uh, is and out watching that game last week, my immediate thought was, man, if the Broncos had Javante Williams, um, you know, they, they would have a really good shot you know, being able to move the ball uh, consistently against this Chiefs defense because we've seen them give up some, some big rushing games this season. I mean, last week they gave up a career day to Shamaj P. Ryan, 100, 106 yards on the ground, uh, 21 carries. I, I believe he also – did he catch a touchdown pass last week? Uh, no, he did not. He, never mind. He did not. He did. Uh, I think that was the previous week he had like three touchdown catches out of the out of the backfield. But anyways, I think you're right, Nick. Can, can you get Latavius Murray going – uh, we've seen him be kind of a downhill guy, physical running back. I mean, he's a big guy. Uh, I wonder if, if he can be 
sort of a workhorse, uh, especially when things maybe aren't going well offensively, which seems to be uh, most often with this team. But, uh, you know, you are going to have situations, like you said, where Russell Wilson is going to be in the pocket. He's going to have to step up and make some plays down the field and either use his legs or, or hit Jerry Judy down the field, whatever it may be, because that's exactly what this Chiefs defense is built on. They bring the house. They bring a lot of pressure. They've got some really good edge players, right? So you know, the, the rookie from Purdue, I believe, he's having a really good season for them. His name is slipping my mind right now. Uh, but Chris Jones, obviously, is, a, is another guy that's played really well for them. They bring Nick Bolton on some different blitzes. So it, it's going to be really tough uh, for this offensive line, and we've seen them break down quite a bit this year. So it's it's a really tough task. But I think that's going to be the key is can you protect Russell Wilson for just – even just uh, you know half a second longer, right? Let him uh, make a make a play down the field, and then Nick. Here's the other big part: these young wide receivers, these guys uh, that haven't really played a ton of football, they got to step up and make some plays. And uh, you're talking about Jalen Virgil's got to get open down the field. You know, Brandon Johnson, uh, Montreal Washington, who's really had a tough couple weeks. You know, they're going to have to make some plays because sounds like Cortland Sutton's not going to be able to play. Uh, Jerry Judy, I would expect to probably still be limited, maybe on a snap count again this week. So you're talking about some some really inexperienced guys going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in, in really the biggest game of the year. I know, again, the season's pretty much lost at this point. But, I mean, if you beat the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, who, which no one's done here and you know, since November of 2015, I believe, uh, you know, that's a big deal. So, uh, you know, I think that that's the kind of things I look at is can you run the ball a little bit and can those those young wide receivers make some big plays? Because they're going to have to have some some big plays in the passing game. Well, in order for the Broncos to have big plays in the passing game, that's going to start with protection. And the guy that you were talking about with George Karloftis and he his guy's long. He has a high uh, motor. So once again, I mean, it, it's going to be a tough outing for both Calvin Anderson and Cam Fleming. If those guys can give Russell some time on the edge, now you'll be able to find those wide receivers. Now you talked about that young group of wide receivers and what they're going to be required to do if the Broncos are going to be successful in the passing game. My only caveat to that, or my my, my only thing that I can I can add to that is you have to use those guys, right? I mean, I, I know yeah you want those guys, and you say, well, hey, they have to be great as pass catching wide receivers. But hell, George, if you don't really use them, how can they really be effective? Just because they're out there on the field, I mean, I mean, if you're not putting them in situations to be successful, and what I mean by that is running complementary routes. We, we know that this is a young group of wide receivers, and Russ is still building his com uh, communication and consistency and cohesion with those guys. So set both the quarterback and these wide receivers up for success. And the way you do that is by doing one simple thing, George. Do you have any idea what that is? I don't. I do not, Nick. I do not know. Okay, it's real simple. It's called communication. Sitting down with those guys in the room and saying, hey, listen, what kind of routes do you like, right? And then you talk to Russ. Russ, do you like these routes? Because why has a coach come up with the scheme to try to deploy and your wide receiver and your quarterbacks are not on the same page, right? Ask them, what is it that you like, right? And that's not to say that you're going to give them every single thing because as a coach, you have some things that you want to do as well. But the idea is putting them in position to be successful because coaches coach, players play. 
And it's about this team having playmakers and knowing right now you really don't have a lot of those guys. You got to accentuate what you have. And if they're able to do that, because Joe Barrow and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, man, they were going quick passes. They were not allowing this uh, pressure from the from the Kansas City Chiefs to actually get there. When you look at the numbers, Joe Burrow was only sacked one time. One time. And when you look at quarterbacks, quarterback hits, one quarterback hit. So for me, for a Cincinnati Bengals offensive line that was terrible uh, a year ago, they've gotten so much better in protecting the quarterback. And even though I know it was a close win, the Bengals only won by three points. But once again, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs three times in a row. That's something the Broncos haven't done since, like you said, since 2015. Yeah. And it looked like I still don't think the Bengals offensive line is very good. It, they just schematically were smart, right? Like, like you said, it was a lot of short passes, getting the ball out quick. Like that's what the Broncos are going to have to do. Like I think of like the, the Jerry Judy slant, right? Like getting him the ball quick, let him go make a play. Uh, out in space, you know, get these guys, uh, you know, the ball quickly, you know, Greg Dulcich, you know, have him go. You, you don't need him running, you know, 30 yards down the field uh, necessarily, like let him go five yards and sit and get open. Uh, and he's another guy that I think that could maybe have a big game, right? Like I think that he could find some spots uh, where he, where he gets down the field and makes some plays. So it's going to be interesting to see the one guy, Nick, I wanted to ask you about is Jerry Judy, because, when he has been on the field this year and when he's been healthy, he's been really good. Uh, and I wonder if this could be sort of a breakout game for him. You saw Jamar Chase this last week. I think it was seven receptions for 97 yards against the Chiefs. And obviously Jamar Chase is considered, you know, top five guy in the league at his position. But do you think that you can find similar success success with Jerry? Or is it a situation where, you know, the Bengals have a lot of a lot of guys, a lot of talent at that position. So it's hard to key in on one guy. I mean, could the chiefs, I guess, try to take away Jerry and, and, you know, again, maybe double coverage him or whatever it is and, and force the ball to some of those younger guys. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be the case if I'm playing against the Denver Broncos and I know that they are kind of uh, short of talent and the talented players right now would be Jerry Judy and Greg Dosage. I want to try to find a way to eliminate those guys and take them, out of the game plan, but this is where Greg Dosage and his usage can actually come into play to really open up everything on that offense. I mean, the, the Chiefs are not stupid. They've watched tape all, all year long, and they've seen Greg Dosage come up uh, with a lot of these uh, vertical great plays in the vertical passing game. So they're going to try to take it away. So when they try to do that, say, okay, well, why don't we use George as a decoy? First set it up, run a couple of short plays a la Travis Kelsey, and then run conversions off of those plays. And when you do that, you're going to draw those the attention of the linebackers. You're going to get those guys to back up. When you do that, you can run the short crosses. You can run the, sh the shallow routes. You can run the return routes. And then now you start attack attacking them with, with levels. So even though this offense is kind of uh, – they don't have as many weapons as they had at the very beginning of the season, that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have guys who are very talented. Once again, it goes back to utilizing those guys and putting them in certain situations. And, oh, by the way, if, if I am the Broncos' offensive coordinators or anyone on offense, there's nothing wrong with looking at some of the plays that Kansas City runs themselves and just giving them a taste of their own medicine because they're not expecting these this group of wide receivers to come out 
and just kind of, you know, take the top off the defense. They're not, they're not looking for that, George. So this is an opportunity for the Broncos to actually pick up a lot of yards, not saying that you're getting 30, uh, two 30-yard plays on a single drive. No, but you can kind of build and stack those yards by throwing those short, quick passes. Yeah, again, going to be interesting to see how they attack it um, offensively because, again, they, they've struggled all year against everybody scoring points. So it, they're going to have to score some this week. Nick, before we get out of here, I want I want to play a quick game with you. And uh, obviously the, the Chiefs, they haven't beaten the Chiefs in a long time, uh, 13 games to be exact. I mentioned it earlier. And uh, I believe it's the longest streak in the NFL. Um, if the Broncos are to pull off this upset, which would obviously be – a massive upset. I mean, you talk about some of the bad teams that Broncos have had in the past. They weren't able to able to beat the Chiefs. If this team were to be beat the Chiefs, it'd be a pretty big deal. Let me ask you this: If the Broncos beat the Chiefs on Sunday, it's because fill in the blank. What what happens in this game that allows the Broncos to maybe win this one? They won a turnover battle, right? Sim- simply put, because if you win a turnover battle, that means you have eliminated the number of explosive plays from Kansas city. Also that means as though you've kind of kept them out of the end zone as well. And you've had impact plays that the defense either scored on those plays or they set the offense up perfectly for them to get somewhat of an easy score. And I know Justin Simmons had two turnovers last week against the Baltimore Ravens that should have set the offense up perfectly. And the offense didn't come through to me. You got to change, uh, have a different outcome. You got You have to turn the page. This has to be a game. If your defense are able to create turnovers, you have to turn them into points because we know Kansas City is capable of scoring points. So for me, it's going to be winning the turnover battle. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big one. I mean, if you can get, and I, I would, I would, I would argue not only win the turnover battle, you have to win it by like two or three, right? Like you have to have like three fumbles or you know, two interceptions, a fumble, whatever, you know. Uh, and, and my mine is you need either a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown because uh, I think that this offense is just not going to be able to put it in the end zone that much. And maybe they can a couple times. That's probably still not enough. Um, and that would be, you know, uh, exceeding expectations if they were to score two touchdowns in a game. Um, but, you know, I think that that's what needs to happen. They need to have some sort of, you know, a pick six, you know, from Sertan or a scoop and score or, Montreal Washington has a breakout game, right? And, and returns a kick for a touchdown. Like how big would that be in terms of uh, momentum and just the, the, the game itself? So I, I think that that that's what needs to happen. There needs to be a touchdown. That's not offensive for the Broncos to pull this one off, which is possible. Anything happens in the NFL, right? Nick, any given Sunday, right? Uh, as, as they always say, but Nick, let's uh, let's give quick score predictions and let's get out of here. <laughs> give, me, give me a score, Nick. Come on. Give you a give you a score, okay. Now, my 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 heart is saying one thing, but but reality is saying uh, something else. So I'll give you what the reality. So I'm going to say maybe 21 points for Kansas City, maybe I don't know 17 for the Broncos. Either way, is a Kansas City win. I'm hoping that I'm wrong and the defense can really hold Kansas City like they did, uh, I mean, a couple of years ago in that Monday night football game. So if they can do that and we get great play from Barry Browning and Jonathan Cooper like they did last week, maybe the Broncos still win. But right now I'm going with Kansas City. 
Yeah, I, I think it's close in the first half, Nick. I, I think you could see a scenario where it's like tied at halftime. I think the Broncos get some stops early in terms of keeping the Chiefs to, to field goals and not touchdowns. Um, and then I think the Chiefs run away with it in the second half. I, I think it's like a 27-13 type of game. I just don't think the Broncos offense, Nick, can keep up. Uh, I mean, they have it all year, right? I mean, they've they've had, what, five games of scoring 10 or less points. I mean, they're scoring only 13.8 points a game. Uh, and obviously Chiefs are, are towards it. I, I want to say they're, they're number one in the league in scoring offense. So that's the biggest concern. I, I don't know if, if if the defense can hold up for that long. I think they keep them in the game for a bit. Uh, and then the Chiefs pull away 27-13. So uh, w- that, would be, that would be a bummer, Nick. But maybe we'll be sitting here uh, on Sunday night or, or Monday morning whenever we record the postgame pod. And uh, we're talking about one of the biggest upsets in recent franchise history. Could happen. Never know. Right. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You, you gave me a look there like, mm, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, uh, let's be totally honest. Right. Even you don't don't really think that. Right. No. It, it sounds crazy. But but like you said, the Broncos haven't scored over 10 points like uh, consistently. So they haven't give, given us much to uh, actually root for and cheer for. So if they're able to do it, hey, it's great. But we're not expecting the Broncos to come away uh, with a win. Right. Well, not, you know, I, I wrote this week, Nick, I wrote yesterday in my story, uh, if they are able to win, maybe all is forgiven of of Russell and, and this team and the offense. And maybe maybe it even saves Nathaniel Hackett's job. I I, I, I highly doubt it. Uh, but if they were able to go out there and put up a 30 point performance on Sunday, yeah, Rackettsley, maybe maybe people change their mind. I don't know. But uh, going to be interesting for sure. Uh, thanks for everybody listening to the podcast. Make sure you guys like subscribe uh, and we will see you guys again later this week reacting to the Broncos and Chiefs game on Sunday.